0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Women
1: sometimes, you know, we get busy and sometimes that intimate side of our relationship, we don't put it on, you know, a top priority. And women don't understand why that's so important to their husbands. And I'll say, well, what if he stopped talking to you? Talking to you, how would you feel? And they go, oh, I wouldn't like that at all. Well, that's kind of how we feel. And this is an all too common scenario, especially when there's children In the house, we're joined today by Lucille Williams. She is an author, a podcaster, as well as a regular guest here. On Connections, we started chatting with her about The Impossible Kid. It's one of her fabulous books that talks about how we can get through parenting when we have a child that's a little bit more challenging. Well, now we've decided to move on to relationships and to discuss how we can better improve our relationships with our spouse or our partner. Today on Connections, she's going to share with us a little bit about how we can make our marriage work and keep things intimate even when we have children
0: our friend lucille williams is back with us once again for her monthly check-in hi lou how are you doing
1: hi mike i'm doing great how are you
0: i'm very good we're kind of fully into the swing of things with the kids in uh school now in a different daycare we've got our morning routines sorted out and uh yeah life's been good lately
1: that's great
0: Uh, Usually, Lou, we've been talking about your book the past, I don't know, over a year maybe. We talk a lot about The Impossible Kid, and we've kind of worked through that chapter by chapter. Another important aspect of raising kids, though, if you're married, is keeping that marriage healthy. And uh, it just so happens you're an expert. You have a healthy marriage, and you've written a couple different books on uh, intimacy in relationships as well uh from me to we and another book called The Intimacy You Crave. Uh when we got a house full of kids, Lou, where do we even start uh, on focusing on our marriage and our partner?
1: And that's the challenge, isn't it, Mike? It's it is a challenge when you when kids come into the picture and you're you're married. And I just remember when my husband would go out of town. Sometimes parenting was easier because I could just focus on the kids and I didn't have to juggle my life and try to juggle him in. Because when you're when you're when you're raising the kids and you're focused on them, it's so easy to forget that you're married because they take up so right. much attention and they're loud. I don't know, my kids were loud. Are your kids loud?
0: My kids are so loud. I took a video <laughs> the other week of the three-year-old banging on a like a metal salad bowl, you know, and he was hammering it and hammering <laughs> it. And I had vague memories of doing that as a kid and remembering like how fun I thought that was. But it turns out to a 41-year-old's ears, the same sound is not so fun anymore, is it?
1: That's right. That's right. And so they 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 seemed to be the loudest in the home demanding the attention. So I just knew that I, we my husband and I knew we had to carve out time for each other. And one of the things we did when he got home from work, the kids knew mom and dad were going to sit down and just talk for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the kids knew that was going to happen. And, you know, that's a key thing for the men that are listening. If, if your wife doesn't get some time to just talk and connect and feel connected to you, she's not going to want to get physical with you. It's just the, it's just the way women are built in general. I mean, I'm speaking in generalities. But, yeah. and you know, maybe there's some people that are different, but for the, you know, general public, most women, if you don't, if you can't connect emotionally and connect through talking, then they're not going to want to get close physically. Yeah, and so exactly. I, right. I think my husband figured that out pretty early. And so he always made that time to where we could talk and connect. And sometimes when I talk to ladies, I say, you know, imagine if uh, he stopped talking to you. That's how men feel when women stop being physical with them, Mm. you know, because women sometimes, you know, we get busy and sometimes that intimate side of our relationship, we don't put it on, you know, a top priority and women don't understand why that's so important to their husbands. And I'll say, well, what if he stopped talking to you, talking to you, how would you feel? And they go, oh, I wouldn't like that at all. Well, that's kind of how he feels.
0: That's also exactly right.
1: (laughs) Good, good.
0: It's so hard, though, too, especially for men, right? Like, um, you know, often both partners, now they work outside of the home all day. And, man, you get home after a long day of work. Maybe you're like me. You go get the kids from daycare and school, and they're already fighting in the van on the short drive home, and then you walk through the door, and... You know, your kitchen might be a disaster, and you've got to get a meal ready, and, and then your wife wants to talk. And it's like, oh, how am I going to do that? It It's really difficult for a lot of men to just sit and talk with our partners.
1: Yeah. Well, so, you know, you just have to find that margin. And, you know, maybe you say, hey, let's tackle the dishes together, and we'll talk while mm. we do the dishes. Or you, you, you know, send the kids out. Um, My son-in-law plays this game with the kids where it's like the quiet game or the hide game. He tells them to go hide and he he lets them hide for a really long time <laughs> and just he comes up with really creative things to keep the kids busy or doing things and you know you some you, it's planning you know on your way home yes. you got to think okay what what am i going to do to find a margin that you know we can connect and talk and i know for us it was it was part of our schedule the kids knew mom and dad were going to talk every day so not that we ignored them, but it was like, okay, this is mom and dad time. And they could be there if they wanted, but they knew mom and dad were going to be talking. And, you know, we just had that margin in every day. And and even if it was just five minutes.
0: Yeah. Like you said, planning, that's so important. You know, my wife and I, we've been trying to get in shape physically. So about a month ago, we got an app uh, that lets us track our weight and our exercise and track our eating and through this app, we also plan our eating. And guess what? Within four weeks, we're already seeing big results physically, emotional relationships, exact same thing, right? Make room, plan for it, make it a priority. You're going to see results pretty quickly.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. We, we you know, we plan for so many things. And when you, you know, those kids are only there for a short time. I know when you're doing the kid thing, it feels like forever, But they're going to be gone. Like one day they're going to pack up. They're going to pack up all their stuff and you're going to drop them at college or they're going to get married or they're going to start the careers or whatever it is they're going to do. And they're going to be gone. And then you're just going to be looking at each other going, uh, do we have anything here?
0: I've heard – You know, some interesting stats over the last few years, actually, divorces increasing with people once the kids leave the home. And it wasn't that they were consciously, oh, let's stay together for the kids while they're in school. And when they're adults, they'll handle it better. It was once the kids left, they looked at each other and they were like, I don't know who this person is. Uh, They had spent so much time focusing on their kids. They had drifted far, far apart as husband and wife.
1: And that happens. And I knew I was one of those people that was in danger of that because I was that mom that just loved spending time with my kids. I absolutely enjoyed them and loved spending time with them. When when summer would come, I was so happy. And when they'd have to go back to school after summer, I would be sad the whole day. And for me, I just love being with my kids. So I had to say, wait a minute, I need to make sure that I don't just focus on my children and I need to find time to be with my husband. So I did creative things to uh, map out time together. Um, One time he um, early in our I mean, he's a pastor now, but when we were first married, he was not a pastor and we owned restaurants. And so I planned a day, and I actually, because I was kind of involved in the day-to-day of the restaurant, I mean, I was home, but I knew the crew, and I kind of knew how things functioned. So I cleared his day. He didn't know it, but behind his back, I cleared his day for him. And then I got uh, someone to watch my kids for the day. And I showed up at the restaurant and said, you're coming with me. And he kind of looked at me and, and he was like, what? I go, I, everything's taken care of. And then someone came in to cover his shift. And we left and I took him to a restaurant. And while we're at a restaurant, I handed him an envelope. And in the envelope was a key. And it was a key to a hotel. I had gotten a rate. <laughs> at a hotel down the street. Now, knowing my husband in his season, I knew overnight wasn't going to work because he had to be at work the next day and all of those things, but I could pull him out for a day. I, you know, I thought about what he could do in that time. And if you'd have seen the look on his face when he saw that I had, I had gotten a room for us, his, I mean, you'd have thought he just won the lottery, you know? <laughs> and, And I mean, it felt really awkward doing it, but I'm like, who cares? They don't know me. They're never going to see me again. And, you know, this was years ago. These people don't know who I am, but it was great. And it was a great way to let him know, hey, you're number one in my life, not the kids. And I'm going to I'm going to do whatever I need to do to carve out time together.
0: And uh, as you do that, did you see him in return, you know, um, doing those things that you need? like. talking more and uh opening up more maybe and and giving back you uh, to you emotionally what you were craving
1: Oh absolutely and my husband still today he he's one of those guys that he's jumping in like he he'll do if I don't get to the dishes, he will do them. And he's just been that way. And if something's dirty or something needs to be cleaned or dishwasher, whatever, he's not one to just be like, hey, you need to empty the dishwasher. <laughs> no, he sees something and he'll, you know, jump in and do it. And, you know, we, we look at our life as a team.
0: One of the things that I really have learned what you're talking about earlier is like as men, though, we do need to find ways to. Get over that awkwardness of talking about feelings because uh, I guess the reason my wife wants to know so much what's going on up here in this head is because she genuinely cares. And when I do open up and share with her what's bothering me, what I'm excited about, what was great in my day or hard in my day, it, it gives her this sense of a stronger bond. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It makes her and almost makes her excited to see me when we talk more about our feelings together.
1: Right. And that's hard to open up. But a lot of times that goes all the way back to our family of origin, because there were were certain things that were acceptable in our families and certain things that weren't. And there are certain feelings that just weren't acceptable to express or have. And so as kids, you know, we learn in our families, okay, I'm allowed to have this feeling and this feeling. But I'm not allowed to have that feeling and that feeling. So it's not even sometimes that you don't want to open up. It's that you don't even know what's there. You don't know how to open up. You don't know how to feel those feelings. Because from, you know, your your family, that, that was something that wasn't, you know, normal for your family. So sometimes we need to just kind of sit back and go, you know, what's going on with me? And what are the feelings? Like there's this thing called the yes. feel wheel. Have you Have you seen that or heard about that?
0: Yeah, and, our marriage counselor uses it on me.
1: <laughs> it's so wonderful. Feeling wheels are great. My husband has one, and he, I think he's got it on the wall in his office. And nice. you know, sometimes you just got to go over that feeling wheel and go, hmm, go around it and go, which one am I feeling? And then, yeah, this is it. And, you know, we really need to get in touch with our feelings because sometimes yeah. that just wasn't okay in our in, in our, you know, as we were growing up.
0: Yeah, I remember when he first brought it up and tried pressing me more and more, right? Like, say, I'm angry. I'm like, well, what, what are you feeling? I'm like, Well, I'm angry, you know? And <laughs> No, but what are you really? Fe- I'm angry. I want to punch something. Let me punch the wall, you know? And then he's like, maybe you're afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm a man, right? And keep prodding. And Oh, maybe it is fear at work. Maybe it is all sorts of different things. And you dig deeper. And it's very freeing, actually, to discover what's truly making these feelings well up inside you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting you say you were angry because that's the emotion that's acceptable for a man to have, right. you know, when men grow up. It's like anger, anger that, you know, and sometimes really they're they're sad or they felt rejected or they mm-hmm. felt unloved, And it just everything comes out as anger a lot of times because that's the acceptable emotion for a man to have. It's anger.
0: Yeah. And maybe we misread something from our spouse. We're hurt. We're wounded. And so we push that down and we take out the acceptable emotion, which is anger, and then we lash out and we start a fight, right?
1: Right. (laughs) It could have been solved by talking. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, sometimes we misinterpret what our partner is saying. You know, we, we get upset about things and it's really not even like, okay, for example, one time I was feeling kind of like, you know, a little needy. And I said to my husband, do you love me? And he's like, I come home, don't I? And I was like, Yeah. I'm like, yeah, your garage is here, your dog is here, of course you come home. Like, what do you mean you come home? And that's what I'm thinking, but it was just it was just too much of a wound. It was just too much of a cut at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of let it go. And I didn't say anything. And I I let it stew for about two weeks. And so finally I'm like, I need to broach this again because I just, this is really festering and, and, you know, here I'm going to him for some kind of assurance and I come home, don't I? So, and I said, honey, I asked you a while back if you love me and you said you come home and that just, and, and he goes, yeah, I come home. And I go, that really hurt. And he goes, you don't understand. He goes, I love coming home to you. You're, I love coming home. There's a lot of things I could do, but I choose to come home because I want to come home because I love coming home to you. And I was like, oh, this is a good thing. And and so, you know, it's true. You know, after work, there's a lot of things a man can do or, you know, in the middle of their day, whatever. They don't have to come home. So if they come home, like just the symbol of them coming home, you know, now I see that as, oh, he loves me. You know, so I turned that one Thanks. around.
0: I love that. Uh, your book, The Intimacy You Crave, the subtitle is Straight Talk About Sex and Pancakes. Are you even allowed to say that as a pastor's wife, Lucille?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I usually say intimacy because you never know the audience. Or I'll, yeah. I'll say physical intimacy because um, I've learned when I do different radios and things like that that sometimes they just don't want you to use that word and that's fine. But, yes, I mean, when I'm talking to people, I will use the word sex and in my talking with them, but it, it depends on who I'm talking with.
0: Do you think – we could do a better job as Christians of opening up about these conversations, like within church context, even maybe?
1: Absolutely. And that is exactly why I wrote the book, because in church, it's like, oh, we don't we don't talk about that. We don't right. talk about that. And it, it you know, and I learned early on that you just, you, you know, it, it, the church doesn't really do a good job, I think. And I'm, you know, we're all part of that because we tell our young people don't, 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 right. Like, you know, restrain yourself. And, you know, and so they grow up with this, like, you know, guard, you know, that is so bad. It's so bad. And then, and then they get married. And so from a matter of minutes, it's no to go. And how yeah. do you how do you do that? How do you change that mindset? And how do you, you know, and, and it's really difficult for couples sometimes because they've been thinking there's something wrong with it. And then all of a sudden, nope, now it's okay. And and we don't do enough of saying, hey, God created it. It's okay. God created this and it's okay to, to go for it. And I really think that we need to have that message more in the church.
0: Yeah, and I've heard from a lot of people in, you know, Pretty happily, um, pretty happy marriages, but... They still struggle to this day with feelings of guilt and feelings of shame because they were raised for so many years to look at sex that way. And then once they get married, their brain doesn't make that switch. So it's still shameful and dirty and bad, even though they're in a godly relationship. Another thing about churches, too, like if a church is hiring a new pastor, one of the qualifications usually is we want a a preacher that will teach the Bible. Well, the Bible— is full of conversations and stories about sex, isn't it? It's a biblical thing.
1: It sure is. I mean, if you read the Bible with your grandma, you're going to blush at certain parts. I mean, that's just the way it is. (laughs) There's some pretty descriptive stuff in there. And so it's like God talks about it. Why don't we talk about it?
0: So top tips for strengthening our marriages and intimacy, especially when... Uh, dealing with kids in the household. Um, You've mentioned carve out time, plan for it, open up feelings. Any other top tips that you have for us, Lou?
1: And this one's going to sound weird, but you got to take care of you. You got to make sure you're OK, because if you you know, I am all for the whole sacrifice thing and looking out for the other person and putting them um, first. And I'm I'm a 100 percent, you know, mutual submission. I'm I'm all for that. We need to be subject to one another and we need to, to be honoring the other person and respecting the other person. I think that's just a, a given in marriage. But if we are empty, if we're not filling ourselves up, then there's no way that we could be strong in our marriages. We have to first take care of us so that the overflow of us being okay is goes into our marriage. Because if we're not okay, if we're not taking care of us, if we're not making sure we're physically and spiritually okay and mentally okay, you're not going to have much to bring to your marriage and to your family. So, you, you know, you got to make sure every day that you're taking care of you so that you can then pour into your family and your spouse.
0: That's a great point. Fully agree. And, uh, well, to the men out there, I'll say, too, I mentioned before our marriage counselor, but this spring we switched from going together to me just going alone. So we went for a year or two together, kind of got things back on track and help where we really need to focus. And now working on myself, uh, it's helping me change and become a healthier person. And guess what? It makes my wife feel that much closer to me because I'm not always angry or impatient or whatever. I'm recognizing mm-hmm. what my feelings are. and I come to her a more complete person, more complete right. spouse.
1: Right. Working on you works on your marriage. When we work on ourselves, we work on our marriage. And we need to give our spouse space to do that. Like, my husband has always had a man cave. Any home we've had, he has his nice. own man cave. And anytime he needs time to go into his cave, I'm like, go spend as much time as you like. And and he'll go in there, he'll do his thing. But then when he comes out, he's refreshed because everybody needs that downtime. They, you know, if they need it, you know, some wives don't like to give them that time, but if they really need it, you gotta let it. And I can hear I can hear all the wives going, but wait, I've just been dealing with the kids and doing this, and I work too, and you know, yeah. and yes, that's all true. But that doesn't mean you don't give him what he needs. Now, you know, mommy time is, is important too, you know. Yeah. And, and and so women have to say, okay, I need a night where I can just, you know, go out and be by myself or go to a movie alone or whatever. It, it goes both ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Uh, we have to make sure that we're giving back what we're taking too. And, again, planning. We've penciled it in our calendars, right? Twice a week my wife goes out to the gym alone Uh, goes works out or goes to yoga she really enjoys it it's alone time for her and it means i go to sleep maybe 30 minutes later than normal uh you know that's fine i think (laughs) and she lets me go golfing as much as i want when there isn't snow on the ground here so it's a (laughs) win-win
1: there you go and it's probably a real sweet time with your kids too when she's gone those are real sweet times get with our children when it's just us
0: yeah uh the book from me to we it's a great premarital guide and then The Intimacy You Crave, Straight Talk About Sex and Pancakes. You can get those books anywhere. Tell us how to find you online again, Lou, and uh, catch up with what you're up to lately.
1: Yes, com. L-U-S-A-Y-S.
0: Right on, Lou. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you in a month again.
1: All right, great. Thanks. Have a great day. And thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.